Hey guys, it's your boy AU. I'm starting a new podcast. Thank you so much for coming over from the other platforms. Follow it if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss any future podcasts. I'm doing a few short stories over here, only around 15 minutes, so please do listen to all of it. If you're playing PlayStation or Xbox or studying, just chuck it on in the background and listen to it. This story I really wanted to share with you guys because I lived in the most dangerous city in the UK. It was wild. I'm joined by my good friend Nat Chipper on this podcast. We go through some of the crazy shit that I saw over there. There's prostitutes, drug dealers, junkies, gangsters, serial killers. It's just wild. I think it's really important to hear this story because in Australia there's this real preconception that a lot of influencers have the easiest lives ever. They live in incredible places where their life's so easy and they earn so much money. So this chucks a different spin on it and shows that not every influencer had an easy journey. Let's get into the podcast. Hope you enjoy. That I've told you about how I lived in the most dangerous city in the UK. I don't think I've actually told you. Wait, which city was this? No, you haven't told me. So basically, for those of you who don't know, there's a city in the UK called Bradford. Now, a little bit about Bradford. It has the most murders, I think, and most crime per people um, in the UK. A little bit about Bradford. There's about 800,000 people there, I reckon. Oh, I was supposed to be moving to Leeds. You, you think, Connor, why would you move to one of these places um, where it's really dangerous? It, it was interesting for me, and I'm glad that I moved there because it taught me to work very hard. And then also, this was the first time I was ever the minority. You know what I mean? I'm from Australia. I'm from here. Like, it's a nice place. Was this your first time going there to the UK? This is your, your first experience in England was Bradford? No, 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 I've been there a bunch of times before. But basically, why would I move there? I've been to Leeds, which is right next to it a bunch of times. It's an incredible city, great nightlife. I really enjoyed it. So I tried moving there. I was going to move in with a guy who it was like 26. I was, tw- I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was the perfect, it was the perfect match, to be fair. Like... He loved rugby. I loved rugby. I'm like, he could introduce me to some rugby dudes and, and I could play up here. Start practicing your tackles one-on-one inside it. <laughs> <Yeah>, literally. <laughs> like, just, just tackle each other. Just wallop each other down the hallways at night. Um, it was an ideal uh, setup because, you know, I, I was mainly going to be at home or out traveling. He ended up screwing me over. He actually just, the reason why I was going to move in there, he just broke up with his girlfriend like a month before. He seriously brought it up like eight times during the viewing. It's like, yeah, so like she left me. She took everything, took our dog, took my soul. He actually ended up screwing me over. I, I'd budgeted for a certain amount of, you know, nights in hotels just to, you know, find a place in Leeds. He said like a week before I was supposed to move in. Yep, let's do it. You can move in. Move in on Monday. It got to like Thursday. I was, we we're trying to work out the payment details and that sort of thing. And he just ghosted me. Oh. He literally just like ghosted me. So I I kept trying to contact him, mate, like just, is this still on? He ghosted me. He, I was supposed to move in Monday morning. He messages me Sunday night at like 11 p.m. Hey, mate, um, everything's well. I'm like, oh, thank God. Just got to check with the council that it's okay for you to move in. Actually rent the thing if I'm allowed to. Keep in mind, he's been posting on like roommates.com for a month beforehand without check-in. 
Uh, yeah, it's all, it should be all f- fine, I'd imagine. It's just, it might take about two weeks to hear back from them. So my final option, I, I, I fell through everywhere in Leeds. People just trying to screw me, advertising one price, trying to trying to charge me another. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a jewel some places. Went to Bradford, never been there before. Had a meeting with a real estate agent. I had those beer goals, you know, at the end of the night in, in a nightclub when you're like, who, like, oh, you'll do. I had like, desperation goggles. I was losing $200 a day. So I'm like, yeah, this will work. This is fine. It it literally, it's a bad sign when you move somewhere and everyone you talk to until you move in there goes, why are you moving here? So I ended up taking it. A little bit about where I lived. So there was a crack den across the street. It was an old office building that had been, you know, just abandoned. And there was, uh, every so often junkies would come in and out and like start having drug-induced psychosis, I guess trying to smash cars, yelling on the street. Um, hooded guys would come to the windows and start throwing rocks up at the windows, trying to get people's attentions, obviously okay. to get a score. There were prostitutes who used to hang out in the front of my house, just walking up and down. Uh, for those of you who... Do you know who the Yorkshire Ripper is? No, nah, i never heard of it. So basically, do you know who Jack the Ripper is in London? That guy would go yeah. around killing prostitutes. Well, yeah. this guy was the Yorkshire... Um, version of it he lived about five minutes down the road killed about like 16 women in in yorkshire about four of them were about 180 paces away from my house which was just fun you just chose a perfect spot then didn't you yeah it was great Uh, that must have been like pretty frightening especially moving to this new city that you're not too familiar with i didn't even i didn't even realize i was just excited to be moving to england it hadn't kicked in and and one of the one of the alleyways where he attacked a woman with a hammer but didn't get to kill her because someone like came across him i guess and he fled um it was like two alleyways around away from my house so that was uh it was delightful um the the actual receptionist who live in my house they were a bit questionable i'd say i think that's a nice way to put it they try you know how they used to have those old illegal cable hookups back in the back in the 80s and, and shit like that like those of you out there might know they you used to be able to like in the 80s try and buy illegal cable hookups instead of paying the full price so these guys tried to these guys tried to sell me that sounds like something right down your alley Connor no I'm not having that said about me mate so basically they tried to sell me that and they said oh god god there's like 4,000 channels on it all the Australian ones they'll have all the Australian ones and 200 porno channels Ooh. <laughs> Who needs 200 porno channels? Surely some of them are going to be dodgy. Yeah. Raucous shit. All right. So yeah, that that's what they tried to sell me. The Wi-Fi, it would have worked if the Wi-Fi in the place worked. It was one Wi-Fi for everyone. But the box outside, I'm not too technical on it, but the box outside wasn't working properly. The one down the hall was. So when I try and call my family through FaceTime, I'd need to connect to Wi-Fi. So I'd have to go into the hallway to call my family. Did you not have a SIM? I did have a SIM, but the data was like 20 pounds, like two gigabytes. Oh, okay. It's a steal. It's ridiculous That's in England. Criminal. In England, it's bad. So I'd have to connect to Wi-Fi. So I'd have to go in the stairwell to talk to my family. I, I, I actually, I, most of what I'd talk to them about would be my neighbor. I lived next to a dude, um, clearly on roids. I'd like to say, you know, I'm a bigger dude. I'm 6'6", 100 kgs. This guy was a monster. And he ha- he lived with his girlfriend or wife or whatever. And um, they would go at it every night. Either the most aggressive sex that I've ever heard. The most disgusting things. Or, like, just 
all-out brawl. Like, this guy would throw her against the wall and almost knock over my TV off the wall. She'd come back at him with a knife. It was... That was psych. I only ever saw her once. I saw him all the time. I'd be, like, trying to get in my door, and he'd come out of his door, like you do with your neighbors in the hall, and he'd he'd be like, move, try and barge past me. So he he was a great bloke. Um, I only ever saw her once. I was... I was um I heard someone screaming up at someone from the from the floor down below in the front of the building. Start to go to have a look and I hear him screaming back out and I'm like, oh god. Look down, see her swearing up at him. She looks across at me and I've never seen someone look so psychotic in my life. You know, like out of a hundred and one Dalmatians or whatever it is, Cruella Deville, she has like that old-fashioned wide eyes psycho smile she literally looked at me like that so what were the cultures compared to moving overseas like do you reckon the um, australian culture was a bit more laid back compared to this you know crazy thrilling english setting that you were living in that's a really good question um i found there were a lot of hard-working people over there in bradford especially um but there were also a lot of people who weren't it's kind of like why why it is the way it is. You know, things like you go to the main shopping center and there'd be a national franchise, like one of the main mobile providers I was with. And it was supposed to be closed at six and say that online and say that on the store. And then I'd go there at like 4.30 and they just closed up the shop for the day and gone home. You know what I mean? Like it was that sort of, that, that really annoyed me and that's, that spurred me on to be like, I don't want to be living in a place like this. Because I'd, I'd moved over with the intention of staying over there and starting a life over there. Did you move there for social media or was it for work, uh, other working opportunities? Just mainly, I wanted to do social media, but I always wanted to move over to England. Yeah. I didn't want to move to London because like everyone moves to London, it's more expensive. I wanted to try something different. Yeah. It, it was different. It was hard to get work there. It's the, the most youth unemployment in Britain, which I didn't know beforehand. That would have been handy to know. You found, um, you're talking about nightlife. Is there any interesting stories that you have from that? Going out, you know, being 20 living life meeting new people out there good question the, from what i could see because obviously a lot of the people there are from the middle east they're muslims they don't drink so there's not a huge demand for a nightlife scene there all the people who usually live in bradford who are you know white and, and club and that sort of thing go to surrounding villages and towns because there's some nightclubs there mm. i didn't know that so i checked out a few places the first one i checked out i got in I was the only person under the age of 40 in there. It was sad because it was like all this modern shit and then all these old people clinging onto their youths. And I'm like, this is horrendous. I'm the youngest person. Time to grow up, guys. Yeah, I was the youngest person there by a mile. So I had a couple of drinks there and I'm like, this is shit. Mm. So I went on to the next place, which was next door. It was a bit more of like a tavern sort of setup. There was a dance floor. So I'm like, yeah, this is all right. Start having a drink, start trying to chat to some random people. They're weirded out because I'm chatting to them. I'm going past the men's toilets to get another beer and a security guard comes over and he's like, wait, come in here and points into the men's toilets away from all the cameras. I was drunk. It was like 11 p.m. at this stage and I'd been drinking from six. I was steaming. I was young in a new place, naive. So I go in with him and... Um, rookie error. Ro- rookie, rookie error. And then he opens up one of the toilet stalls it's empty my name's dr smith praises dude <laughs> that's what I, that's what i thought but it actually wasn't that it was kind of close 
So he points in one of the stalls and goes, get in. So I go into one, once again, drunk, stupid, don't do this. I go in the, I go in the toilets. He stands in the entrance of the toilets and I'm like, what's happening here? Instantly clicks in my head, this is not good. It didn't until I was in the situation click that it wasn't a good idea. And he goes, do you have any drugs on you? And I'm like, why? I didn't. And he's like, I want to know if you have any drugs for me. And I can't, I'm like, what the hell? How do I get out of this? I I can't remember what I said. I said something like, I don't know if I said this exactly, but it was like, I work as a security. I work in security in Australia or whatever. Why would I have drugs? Mm. I've never seen someone flee a scene so quick in my life. His face just goes, oh, starts walking out. Oh, so he wasn't trying to like rob me I think he was trying to get drugs from me or like if there was a, I don't know if there was an undercover like. Would he have robbed you or snakes you in? Is that the impression you were going to get? Or do you reckon he was generally wanted to buy off you? Wasn't good. Unless it's whatever he wanted, it wasn't good. So he just flees and I'm like, that's dodgy. So I leave. The third. That's good though. Like as soon as that happened, I'd be out of there straight away. Naturally. I was like, that was silly of me. I knew straight away that was silly. Third and final nightclub was a gay nightclub. And that was the first time I'd ever been to a gay nightclub. I frequent them every so often now. I, I recommend this to guys. Do go to gay nightclubs because you haven't got the big tosses walking around trying to bash you because you've chatted to a girl who they've been eyeing up all night but never chatted to themselves. A lot of them do have like separate levels and separate bars. So there's a, a gay section and then there's a, a bi section or there's just a section that everyone goes to. That that was actually the case at this one. The reason why I did go there in the first place was there was a downstairs section that opened up. I thought it was at midnight. So I'm like, oh, it's like a 30 minute wait. In reality, it was it opened at one. So I was waiting around for that. The DJs were cross-dressing DJs who like, you know, proper get dressed up in the in the full equipment. And they were just giving it to me over the microphone. <laughs> they were just, they, they were just, they're over the microphone. I was wearing a stripy shirt, so they kept saying, calling me you, comic. you in the pajamas. <laughs> you look like a comic. Basically, they're like, you in the stripy pajamas. <laughs> I want to raid you. <laughs> and then I'm like giving them the thumbs up. Thanks, guys. Hey, you. You pretty looking thing in the stripey pajamas. Get in my mouth. <laughs> so basically, I've had I've had to I've been just getting I've been having strips teared off me all night basically by these DJs. I end up and they're just going on the microphone, not even worrying about the music anymore, just basically harassing me. I end up going downstairs and it's the filthiest place you've ever been. But I'm there at 1 a.m. usually when you come back home. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just I'm committing. I'm committing for the night here. Longest I've ever stayed out. I think it was like 6.30 or something. The summer's coming up. Get approached by multiple prostitutes on the way home and I go to I go to bed. You went over to Bradford to create content. You know, were you still continuing with your TikTok journey and social media videos? Yeah, and to be fair, Bradford as well though, that real working attitude, I, I started applying that to my social media. Yeah. So when I first started getting real success, I think I was like on 100K at the time and then I boosted up to like 300K. That's where I first started doing my first ever pranks, public pranks as well. Yeah. I didn't have anyone to film for me. Um, so I'd just do stuff that I'd film myself. So I'd hold the camera selfie style. I'd go in front of unsuspecting people and just tip a liter of Coke over my head. 
I had a lot of people in Bradford try and get up and threaten to stab me or whatever because I was filming in public and they were trying to get me to delete it. Don't do that, guys. Don't do that because you don't need consent in the UK when filming in public, just like here, just like a lot of places in the world. So, um, you know, I had every right to film them. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you've listened this much so far, you're an absolute legend. Follow the podcast if you haven't already. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a good day. See you next time.